Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where, where the streets, streets and politics meet. Hear <laughs> the sirens over there? Police. I don't even hear any sirens. No, listen, I do. The new, the new Zoom is like, it's one thing about COVID and the pandemic and the Zoom life and all of that is that people were not so perfect anymore, okay? So when you go to work, everything was quiet, cold, no disturbance, this and that. Then it became stuff happening in the house, kids running by, 
uh, the people with their the bottom, no short, no pants on, just having their shirt. They got caught, folk falling asleep on the Zoom. Like everything you could think of happened. And it's even to the point where me, I don't even try a perfection thing anymore. It's like, sorry, I know y'all here. I was doing a, um, a, a, a panel a couple of like days ago and it the the folks just decided i promise you all morning there was nothing so quiet around my house soon as the panel started they start drilling not even like a little bit of knocking with nails they start like like a damn whatever those things are called i was like hey guys i'm sorry i mean what am i do yeah, they're they trying to say people need to go back to work. You know, they want people out the house. Ain't It ain't working. The house ain't working. Well, you work in the house, the house ain't working. They want you to bring your ass back to the offices, go to the spaces where work was being carried out. You know? It depends on who you ask. Because there are some companies that have found that the expenses is better than, you know, so anyway. Do you see how my I have two my eyebrows are on two different sides of my face. So this is a this is a thing that this I oh this has been ever no, since I struggle came, with this ever since you came on here, it's been something no, but listen, listen, listen. The people in the comment section, the people in the comment section on my page, especially when I do lives, they say it. They, they say, say they be like. Why are your eyebrows on two different levels? They'd be like, oh, your makeup artist didn't get your eyebrows right. But it's not that. You know my makeup artist. She's one of the best. She does an amazing job. It's not that. It's that my face literally has like a drop on one side. So I've been struggling with whether or not I'm going to get Botox because or just leave it alone and just be lopsided looking. But I'm not going to be lopsided looking. So this is the thing. And as I'm talking to you, I actually see right. how lopsided my face is. I mean, what? Like that was a vulnerable moment and you just like brushed it off. Well, you started the whole show with vulnerable moments. Everything is a vulnerable moment. This ain't right. This ain't right. This is wrong. This is like, you know, Lord have mercy. The other part of these, this, technology is that it becomes a mirror especially for women so we get a chance to see what we look like and i don't have i mean I, listen i'm telling you my face is lopsided okay. and you know, since we're on the topic i have one more issue and i'm really i'm gonna make it my thought of the day today lately i've been talking about why folks don't understand the need for pockets and clothes and, they, and my whole social media, I can post about anything. We're about to go shut down the streets. Daniel Cameron, we're going to stop him. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I get very good response. You know that my people engage with me on social media. But when I post about there being no pockets and clothes, how we want we want quality clothing and not cheap shirts, for $1,500 and $500 tank tops. And I post that. You would think that I'm like, I don't know. And you would, you would, you would just see in the comment section, there's 500 people that have something to say <laughs> because they know. So my thought of the day today, 
Why do companies discontinue products that people love? I don't understand that for the life of me. What is wrong? Why is it that you know this is a sold out product? People keep buying it. People love it. It seems to be working. And the next thing you know, they're on to some other thing and, and the, the product is discontinued. I don't get it. And so I know it's, my, it's not my, I don't get it. But that's my thought of the day that I'm struggling with trying to understand. I tried to order something today that I use regularly and they were like, oh yeah, no, we don't do that anymore. What? For, for, for five years, for five years, I've been using the same thing and, and I know I'm not the only one because sometimes when I go to buy it, it's sold out for a minute. They have to bring it back and they are discontinuing it. And then, you know, they had the audacity to say to me, we're going to send you some pictures of some other stuff that you should, you could look. I don't want that. What's the thing? The stuff. That oh you my Lord. And yeah, I know in different times. And, and that's, that's just a normal thing. It's like, it's like, we're in times where people try to force you things, right? Like they try to force you shit that you don't even like and take away the shit that you like. And you're like, no, this was fine. And it just, it's like even, even in sports, right? It's players that's good players. And what they do is they diminish the player because they feel like, okay, we want the player out of here, right? We, want the, we don't want the player no more. You know, the player still got about five, six good years in them, but... We, we, we're moving in a different direction. We want to introduce new players to you. We want to get these players out of the challenge. So that's what happens. And it's just like even with TV shows, like your favorite TV show, they'd be like, okay, we're, we're ending. It's like, what the fuck you ending? It's the number one TV show in the world. It's the number one show. Why would that you has do to it? do with people's attitudes, moods. They don't want to do it anymore. But that's what happened. And I think that's, that's another thing that probably happens too. I think a lot of these brands get so successful and they feel like, you know what? I don't want the hustle or bustle of what it takes to keep creating and doing it. So they they stop it. They discontinue it and they live off, you know, the billions of dollars they done made off of us. And then they like, you know what? I don't have, I don't got to do it no more. I, I don't know if that's the reason because they still who they are. Mac is still a Mac and they still somehow or another are starting to like, their product line is starting to change. Certain companies, they're start, they're just, it's That's just true. not the same, right? So, and they're still in business. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't. I think what they think is exclusivity. It's just like, you know, they're like, okay, this is one of our, our biggest sellers. If we stop it, we discontinue it. When we want to re-enter the market, if words come to words, and we say, yeah, we bringing this back, we Maybe know. that's it. I think they just be experimenting, but like, I don't like it. I'm just saying, I don't like it. So anyway, let's get into some other news because my thought of the day is very personal. It's very much in line with the fact that my eyebrows are on two different levels and I'm lopsided. Um, that's happened. That's something I noticed today. And the middle of the part in my head is not actually in the middle. It's off-centered and it's very but right now. See, this is this is what, what you're doing right now is um disingenuous because you into this part that you have right now is intentionally not centered. 
So I, that, but that's look, look, what I'm trying to say is this. No, 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 because I, I'm trying to tell you that I don't agree with which your original point. So right. people are looking at this right now, they're gonna say, Oh, yeah, that's not in the center. Now, if you had the uh, root, yeah, the other yeah. one isn't either. Is that no, but I'm saying it is. So I would like for you to at least let the people see so I can see if I'm crazy. I no, want to know if I'm, I'm crazy. Not doing that. But yeah. but no, 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 no. That's not what I said. That's not okay. what I said. I didn't say whether it's centered or not today. I said the middle part of my head is off-centered. I'm saying that's just my reality. Oh, okay. Afro on top of my head, hair everywhere. It's off-centered, and therefore I struggle with finding the middle of my head. So I just happened to come today, and I'm just like, woo, today, today. But there are other things going on in the world, so let's talk about it. First of all, we're now, as you all know, we talk about it all the time, we're filming um, days before the release. So the release of this episode will be in a few days, but right now, uh, the submarine... Um, and the folks down there that went to the bottom of the water to, um, they wanted to go see the Titanic. And you know, obviously the Titanic has sunk and sunk and sunk and sunk and sunk and or sank and sank and sank and sank. And it's at the bottom of the damn ocean somewhere, God knows where that is just wreckage basically. So these folks wanted to go see it. And um, they also, something happened and hopefully by the time this airs there'll be more information about what happened it could have been a fire it could have been this we've heard all these different scenarios but the uh submarine is not in sight they thought they heard banging or they did hear banging because multiple agencies and their sound listening systems or whatever heard banging over and over every 30 minutes increments of it which seemed like it was some type of communication tool at this point have said that they ran out of oxygen uh based, based upon the normal hours of 96 hours to uh, maintain oxygen is gone and so the whole like everybody japan was sending some equipment that goes deep down in the water the obviously the coast guard is out there managing all of the stuff they said that the search area was as large as connecticut and um which for people who may three know connecticut's they said three i didn't know that okay yeah, they so, said three connecticut's not just one. Oh, i thought it said one but okay so, um, and if you're listening, you're like, what's Connecticut? But you should know it's a state. So, you know, that's a big state. But I do feel like we as people, most humans, and especially Black folks, we're so sensitive about anything that happens to anybody. It doesn't matter what they've done to us. doesn't matter anything. We still have a level of sensitivity for people and them being harmed. And I feel like in this situation, so many of us, our friends, you know, you and I've discussed it. People are really struggling with this. They really are. Yeah. I mean, really I mean, it's 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 really a tragic situation, man. You know, I just think about just the scenario in itself, being in some tube under the water, knowing that that there's amount of time that you have before you run out of air. It has to be in itself is traumatized. I, I think 
it's probably some people that didn't even make it to run out of air. It's probably the people who dealt with so much level of trauma and shock, you know, that probably went into cardiac arrest. Like that shit is a, a thing. That's a that's a real that's a real thing. So you know, I I think about that. Like a lot of people, like I always dread, like being buried alive and shit like that. Like those things are things that I know are biggest fears for people. I remember you you said things like that. that that's one of your big fears. So I, I'm I think most of us are sensitive to really just thinking about the dynamics of what that is. And then when you know a man and his son is down there, a young boy, twenty two years old. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm sad. You know, because the likelihood of them actually surviving at this point is is very low. You know, but God can do amazing things. But I'm perplexed as to why. You know, like I, I I'm, you know, certain things I kind of get, but I don't understand how and why. Why would you sign waivers? They talking about pretty much the waivers waived everything that you had every right you had it, like you couldn't really sue them for anything you you pray basically just said look hey you rolling the dice you know and i, I don't know why someone would roll the dice with their lives and their children's and their children's lives and just take a a, a trip that was ill-advised you know it's if, if somebody has to sign away all of those things that means there isn't it's not really that safe and they know it's not that safe yeah, I mean, it's the caucasity for me. I have to be honest. And I know people will say this is not a race thing. Yeah, it actually. It is, but you ain't see one black person there. Yeah, but there's other reasons. Well, first of all, it was a white man who made the decision to put this together. And he, well, the company, you know, I'm just listening to the news as I do. I listen to every news station, including sometimes Fox News. And I just let it run in the background as I'm doing whatever in my house and moving around or going wherever I'm going. So one of the things I kept hearing looping around was that the owner said this wasn't the core of the business. They did it because they were trying to raise money to do other things with the business. So this area, and there have been other employees who said they didn't think it was a good idea. They told them they didn't think it was a good idea. They raised safety concerns. And still, this guy decided to get these people together and take this ship down into wherever it is, or submarine, whatever, you know, however you describe it. And it's just really, no, it's bad. Like, and the reason why I say it's the caucasity of it all is because I don't know too many black people that are even gonna try to come up with something like this, let alone more black folks that's gonna join them and go down there. I just don't know many, that's one. And two, the type of search efforts and the money that is in the water right now and in the sky, cause they say you can hear things in the ocean from overlooming machinery and equipment and all of that. So of course we all are getting a lesson if you're watching the news in how this type of like um, water search works. And so I feel like the way, the money that is being spent to find these people, in fact, Plies posted, can y'all please look for these missing children with the same intensity and so a lot of people feel like we're always talking about race or we're always talking about classism, but it has to be said because there is a disparity. 
There's a disparity when we have a situation where you can see how much they're doing to find these people. And yet somebody could go missing today or tomorrow, people sex traffic, all types of stuff, and it's not the same energy. So I think I agree that keep the same energy off the water, on the water, in the water, under the water, around town, in the hood, keep the same energy use the resources, not just for the white people that went to the bottom of the ocean on some elective stuff. They chose to do that. Please, there are people out here who are missing or harmed or that need help and they did not choose to be in those situations. You're 100% right, man. I, so uh, my prayers go out to the families, you know, of those okay. in the river and it also goes out to the families of, like you said, those who have been missing, you know, our kids who've been missing for years that haven't got the same level of, you know, um, concern, you know, because for whatever reason, they don't believe is that valuable. So, yeah. And you know what? There was a video. I watched it a, a few days ago and I'm going to go pull it up and hopefully we can put it in this clip. I forget which state it's from, but all these young people have gone missing in X amount of time. So it was like over the last year or so, all these people have gone missing. It was a bunch of young people. And the reporter says, however, the sheriff or the police basically in the town, do, they don't want people to be alarmed because even though they said they didn't have most of the pictures, most of the faces they don't even have, they couldn't even put their pictures up. They was running it, running it. And it was like lots and lots of young people. And they said, while we might, we don't have all the pictures and all of that, don't worry. Most of the people are runaways. How do you, if you don't even have the picture, of, how do you know that they are runaways? And I said, that is a, with a dog whistle or a, a, the, what you call it, AKA, Black and brown. That's what that means. It means they they black and brown. You know they've already decided. That's it. so sad. It's not that serious. Anyway, moving on. AJ Owens. AJ Owens was shot by her neighbor after the neighbor was menacing her children. In fact, the neighbor threw uh, skates at the children, rollerblades at the children for playing in a nearby um, <clears throat> open field. That is common area for everybody in their community. But this woman, Susan Lorenz, she um, is one of those Karens that believes that the field and every damn thing else, she owns it. And nobody can do anything unless she sells them that they can. Um, several reports of people are saying from the community that this happens frequently and that she basically is constantly harassing children. She has had an encounter in the past with AJ Owens over her children. And <clears throat> on this particular day, she, this is in Ocala, Florida. For people who may not know, most of you know about it, but they're in Ocala, Florida. Um, and uh, the, the young man, AJ's son, left his tablet outside and he was going back to look for it after all the kids had been called in to go home into the play day. And he, he was looking for his tablet. When he went back to the area, Susan Lorenz was outside with the tablet in his hand. He asked her to give him the tablet back. She wouldn't, they went back and forth. She threw skates at him and hit the young man somewhere on his body. And then um, he, she told him, you, you can go and get your mother and tell your mother 
um, and bring your mother back or whatever. So he went and got his mother. AJ goes back. She knocks on the door, telling the lady basically, you know, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why do you keep messing with my son? I mean, obviously, we were in theater, know what she said, but I'm just going by what I assumed because I know what I would have been saying. And I don't know whether or not she was saying it the way I would have been saying it because I know what I would have been doing, acting like somebody whose child just got hit by a woman that I already done told you 10, five times, stop messing with my children and you don't stop. So now I'm coming to your house to let you know that you got a problem with my kids. You need to have the problem with me, right? So that that's a natural thing. And again, nobody said, I don't know exactly what the words were that she said. I'm just filling in because I don't want anybody to think that we somehow are sitting here like we dumb and don't know that she didn't go over there and go, hi, Miss Susan. No, you think you could? No, she's a black woman. I'm sure she went to defend her children. However, she had no intention of going over there to kill the lady because she didn't bring a gun or weapon or anything with her. The woman who was inside of her house with a bolt lock on, shot through the door and killed um, A.J. Owens. Now, here's the problem with these th this thing. So first of all, let me just make sure I say this so I don't forget. On July, no, this is June. On June 30th, on June 30th, the state's attorney from Ocala, Florida, who was responsible for trying this case, and getting justice for A.J. Owens' family, right? He will announce whether or not the charges will be increased from manslaughter to murder. Now, remember, they left out go home based upon stand your ground, the stand your ground law, and um, uh, her claim of self-defense. So they let her go home after they questioned her for a while. Then, um, they had to bring her back because the whole, everybody, all of America and probably some other countries combined went crazy about the situation. Her family, they did everything they need to do. Um, shout out to uh, Takima, who has been one of the organizers and also our girl, Christy Henderson. Um, they have been organizing all the efforts and keeping people engaged in this. You had celebrities, you had everybody common man to the the whatever to the most far land away saying put that so-and-so in jail lock her up and so she was arrested <laughs> um now this is why we're talking about this so what i'm saying about increasing the charges for manslaughter because manslaughter was given to her at one point but there is more information that has come forward and it's based upon a 15 page, maybe more, maybe a two, two or three pages less arrest um, record. So it is the report from the investigating officer who's also, uh, I guess he was there to arrest her the second time. I don't really know all of that, but I know he's he got a report and it is a full account from the beginning until the end of everything that happened. The first time she was arrested, the second time, what she said, she let them see her phone to look at the iCloud for the camera footage, all of that. Now here's the important details. Number one, I mean, these are things that stood out to me, that stood out to me. Mm -hmm. Number one, she says that she bought the gun and, and when they went to her home, they found there was more than one, which she did say, look in the, the, the garbage pail, 
in I think in her bedroom, you'll find probably another gun in there. So they did go in there and they found that she had a few guns in her bedroom. She says she bought the weapon or the weapons for AJ. And she that's what she said. Wow. She bought the weapons for AJ. Mm. That's what she said. So that stood out to me. One. That's Two. kind of premeditated, yeah. What? That moved a little past just regular murder there. But, but keep on talking. Two, they left her in the car for two hours. This officer, so obviously the reason why I was like, I don't really know who's arresting and who's whatever, whatever, is because the first officer must have arrested her. And then this officer says he showed up and he saw a light in the car. And so he went over and asked her, does she have a cell phone? And she says she don't know. And then they searched her and found the cell phone. And she had been in the car for two hours with her cell phone under arrest. Now, here's what I will say. That is not, um, it is not. Uncommon. I was going to say unlikely, but you're right. It's uncommon, right? It's not uncommon that sometimes you still have some of your possessions until they get you to this precinct where they search you and they take all kinds of things, your jewelry, your shoelaces, your this, your that, and the third. So let's just put that out there. But they generally don't, they don't leave you with your cell phone for two hours, okay? So she was sitting in the car for two hours. He saw the light, he, and he mentions it without reason. I'm sure he didn't say, he didn't, tell, he didn't tell you that the sky happened to be turning purple on this side. He didn't say she was crying, she was this and that. He tells you for a reason that her cell phone went off and he took it from her and, you, and booked it as evidence. Then five, six, seven pages later in his report, he mentions that when they brought her in for questioning and they asked to see the footage of the two cameras outside her house, because they asked her for that. When they wanted to see the footage for the two cameras outside her house, he says, she first said no, they went back and forth. And then finally she decided to unlock her phone to let them look at the footage. So pause. Go back to the time that this incident is happening. She's being arrested. There were numbers like, there was times like 846 and, you know, 902 and 8 something. So all of this for the, from the incident, like when the phone calls first came in, like I was seeing times like 846 over here, 902 was like when they probably arrived and had her in the car. So all of this is in the 840, 830 or let's say eight to 10 time frame, right? The last video, when she showed them her videos of the surveillance camera, the last video was at 8.40. So she was on her phone for that two hours. Deleting Delete the footage from her camera. Wow. There's other stuff. But we got other things to talk about. So I'm just going to rest my yeah, But That's just crazy. I'm just saying, first of all, I, I don't understand how it took them so long to, to really arrest and charge her. And that, so that just based off that, if, if you knew, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What are the police doing? 
Oh, no, no. In this town, the investigative officer doesn't, he doesn't work on the weekends or on the, like. That's just crazy to me. He'd be back in two days. They told them he's not around for a few days. Yeah, but I'm just trying to, that's crazy to me is that you did all of that. You got a whole, you have statements that you made that shows how you were so negligent, the police, when I say you, how the police were so negligent in their investigation and the procedures that they took, they carried out. Like you've seen her doing all these things. Like you can, like it's documented. Like when we, when you read those statements that they made, we basically saying, damn, this shit might be premeditated murder. Like, I mean, that's why I said I rest my case because I could go on. I could go on to when she says the door, they asked her, did Suze, did AJ twist your doorknob or anything? She says, no, she was just banging on the door. But you had a new bolt lock that the, 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 the owner of the property had a new bolt lock installed in her house not long ago. So she so wasn't coming. You were safe. So long story short, I, like I said, I rested my case on it because just with that little bit of information alone, the state's attorney should be raising those charges. And so on the 30th, he's going to announce it. And all week leading up to the 30th, the local organizers in Ocala will be holding different rallies. They will be protesting. They'll be organizing. They'll be doing vigils. I'm going to join them until Freedom will be joining them um, throughout the week for some of the activities. And so, folks, you should watch out and figure out how you can be supportive and make sure you lift your voices because you got two days from now when you're seeing this show until the 30th when um, the state's attorney in Ocala, Florida, will announce whether or not he will increase the charges from manslaughter to murder for uh, the murder of A.J. Owens by Susan Lorenz. And so in the next couple of days, tear it up, you know, use your social media, make your phone calls, make sure your voice is heard. It's just a lot, man. It's terrible, man. You know, my, once again, my condolences to the family. You know, I, I don't, this system, America is crazy, man. Like, I, when I, every time I hear shit like this, you know, it, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Like, it's literally, literally, literally mind-boggling. But um, that's, this is where we live, man. This is how our justice system has always treated, you know, us. So it's, even though it's not something that's uncommon or new to me, it's, it still doesn't feel good. It's wow. not right. I'm not jaded to the point like, oh, I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm always outraged and confused at how, you know, a justice system or any system that's supposed to be built on righteousness constantly, intentionally gets it wrong when it comes to us. Yeah. They overcharge Black folks all the time. All the time. And they're trying to undercharge a white woman for killing a Black woman because her children was playing in the yard and the lady thinks she owned everything. I saw a video of a Karen inside of a man's house upstairs in his house. Like, what you she gonna tell him what he can, can and cannot do? Anyway, we're gonna find a way to truncate this particular topic into five minutes. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. 
then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now 
wherever you listen. So, you know, the last few months, we have intentionally not talked about the Tory Lane situation and Tory Lanez and uh, Meg Thee Stallion. We have intentionally not talked about it because I know for me, and sometimes you, but sometimes you don't really care. But I know for me, one of the things that I'm very, very, very conscious of is when certain topics become divisive and people start, it starts to be very clear that Black folks are fighting back and forth on the internet. I don't like to participate in that. So when I make a statement about something, I said what I said. If I change my mind, I'll come back and say that. And if I think I need to double down, I, I might do that. But I try not to be a part of a constant bickering back and forth with Black people and all of us is fighting because we got enough damn exposure of our issues and we just don't need that. And this situation is extremely divisive even friend now, of course, friends and family members, we talk about it offline all the time. People call me, hey, what do you think about this? Did you see this? Did you see that? So the last time that we kind of discussed it, and I'm not even sure if we really discussed it or not, was when he was convicted, right? After I sat in the courtroom, and what I continuously explain to people is that what goes on in the court, I don't care how it's articulated to you, in on the best blog, whoever your best blog or YouTuber is, what goes on in the courts is different from what we see when it comes to the news, period. Mm -hmm. The way that the titles are written for the stories from even your best reporters, the people from, from freaking Robin Roberts, who we consider to be a stellar journalist, right? She is, is, she is an unscathed record of, you know, providing people with true, fair, and honest information. She is not somebody I would consider to be an activist or a radical activist in the social justice space, because she certainly is for Black women's health. But in the social justice space, where I'm worried about, like, if she's saying things from this way or that way, I don't see her as being super conservative that she's down with. I just see Robin Roberts as a flatline, great journalist. Even with, when, when she says things, it comes from a specific mindset. It, that, that's just human nature. Mm -hmm. So if, you, if, if Robin Roberts is writing her titles for stories herself, she's still going to write it the way that it sounds best to her and the way that it, she thinks it's going to grab the attention of the public. That is not necessarily how the topic is being discussed in court. I'm just telling you. That's a fact. There's no, there's no real sensationalism. That's, you know, that's, that's part of media, media, social media, and media. They have to say certain things that, that pique your interest, that even may insinuate or anything, even if it's not true, this insinuation, and they put it, they frame it in a manner in which it does, what they're saying is not wrong or right, but it intrigues you. So it can mean so many different things. So so that's what that's what media does. Like, that's what a lot of they do when they say, you know, um, 
clickbait. A lot of some people overdo it. Some people utilize their personal interest, but some people know the interest of people in general. So they make titles in a in a base the story around a certain theme that they know captures the ears and the eyes of the people. But when you inside of a courtroom, they going by that law. They start getting into them that, and then people start objecting, and they start narrowing information. And the thing is, but you, but you got two different, you got two different lawyers that's presenting their cases in the same way that they do in the media. So if you're a biased media, then you gonna you gonna go with whoever you like the way they present it. Oh, the prosecution just said such and such. Oh, the prosecution. That's what happens. Right. What happens, and that's why they have judges, because the judge at that point is going to pull out strictly the law. Exactly. And the judge will allow the facts and the law to go inside. If they're a good judge, if they're a good judge, right? And and we understand that everything we're saying can be also skewed based upon whether or not you in the kangaroo court, you in a racist court, you in a whatever. But the jurors for the most part, are able to, when they're deliberating and when they're going through whatever, they are going through evidence that is very, very specific, right? They heard, the, the, the they hear the media for the most part, unless they've been sequestered, but they, they in this case, they were not. They hear the media. They hear the way the defense asked the question, the way the prosecutor moved things around. They see the judge's emotion. They pay attention to all that. They watch what's going on. But that evidence, the evidence is, is that what evidence. they come back to when it's time to deliberate. So now, that in, I sat there, right? And I heard and saw. So I already knew that it was a very slim chance, a slim chance that um, Tory Lanez would be Equit, acquitted, acquitted. It was very slim. It's possible because anything can happen, but it was very slim based upon the little bit of stuff. And then of course we had people in the courtroom on a regular basis. Folks was there almost on a daily basis reporting about some of the stuff that was happening. Some people, you know, until freedom people. So that's, that's how I felt. But again, didn't know, chose not to speak on it. Then the results are what they are, which is very much in line with what we know. Okay, so that's that. Since then, this is what I've been trying to figure out. First, they try to accuse the judge of uh, of misconduct. This judge, I sat there, he's a black man. Now, I know some judges that ain't shit. But this man was sitting up there and the only thing the judge was doing, he was a real, real like black man. Like he's just like, nah, that ain't happening. Okay, let's hear that. I understand exactly what she's saying. Don't worry. You don't need to repeat though. I don't need no help. We clear, moving on. He was very, all the time. Then they, okay, so first they tried that. Then they tried this whole thing about uh, uh, ineffective counsel. Mm-hmm. So they're saying the lawyers didn't do a good job. Mm-hmm. So I never really, un- I, I mean, no, no, I agreed that the, that his lawyer in the mess that he was trying to do in court wasn't making sense. Mm-hmm. So I agreed with that. But now we know why. Because 
the lawyer that presented the case in court was not his original lawyer who was supposed to be there to defend him. Mm -hmm. The lawyer who was supposed to be there was a woman, I think her name is Sean Holly or something, Some Sean, I know it's her first name. She was his original lawyer. The second person, the man who actually defended him in court was a person that they bought in because Sean, attorney Sean, did not want to participate in trying to blame Kelsey for the shooting. She said she didn't think it was viable. And she said, we need to go. You know what she said? You got to get somebody else to do it. Yeah. That's what she said. She said, you got to get somebody else to do it. Mm -hmm. And she went and got, <laughs> or however this other man came into it. And so the ineffective counsel um, question that is being raised by his new attorneys is based upon the idea that this woman was compromised because Kelsey mentioned in her statement that his lawyer was was going to connect him for this money that was supposed to be between the two of them, which is being called bribe money, right? And so Kelsey mentions that. So the woman in her documentation, in her letter to Tori, she says to him, I, first of all, I'm, I'm, they bringing up my name and some shit about some money exchange and that never happened. And because of that, I don't feel comfortable. Also, I don't feel that this defense that you guys are trying to use about, you know, Kelsey being the shooter, I don't think that's a viable option. Mm -hmm. So either way, even, and so the, 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 the new lawyers is basically like, this is ineffective because one, she couldn't possibly prepare the, the man who ended up being the, the defense attorney who, you know, cross-examined or whatever, Kelsey and whatever. On his on Tory Lane's behalf, she's saying they he the new lawyers are saying because of the fact that she briefed him and helped him prepare, if she didn't feel confident in the strategy, she couldn't have possibly briefed him properly. And if she felt like she was going to be implicated later on in some question about whether or not she was involved in a bribe exchange, then she also was compromised and would not have been able to present him with the best counsel because she was protecting herself. That's their two points. Now, I'm going to just say this and I'm totally and I have nothing else to say. Either way you look at it, mm -hmm. the lawyer being involved in a bribe to shut somebody up for what? Or move into your second option, which is that she just didn't think that they were going, she wasn't willing to participate in trying to blame somebody she know did not shoot that girl. Mm -hmm. So no matter how you look at it, I'm so confused. I, I think for me, right, and I'm, I'm just going to be very clear, you know, I, I've, I had, I've had, communication back and forth with Tori about the situation. I've been vocal about it on social media, you know, and I think for me, from the beginning, it just, it just wasn't right. Right. And when you, when you morally, as a man, when we stand up as men, it's certain shit that's right. There's certain things wrong. We've been in the streets. I've been in the streets. 
I've been surrounded by the most notorious. I've been surrounded by people who've taken people's lives. I have friends who have taken people's lives. I have friends who have shot and done all types of things, right? And and, and when I understand that those things are they're not they're not good things, you know, the the level of violence and and things that I've been around my whole life has not been good. And but there's levels of integrity and honor that even those people that people say are the most notorious people that they've had, right? There's levels of shit. That, okay, I was engaged with somebody who was in the streets. We we had a beef. This is how we were taught to handle it. We dealt with it how we dealt with it. I, I, I suffered the consequences. They suffered the consequences. Lives was lost. I, I didn't want to take a life. It was mine over there. There's, I've been around those things. You know, and, and men have been held themselves accountable for certain things, you know, and I was never comfortable with just the way that Tory's whole energy was in this situation, knowing that even if you thought that Kelsey shot that woman the way that you went about. Thought. How would he mean thought? I mean, even if, what, what, I'm just I'm giving I'm just want you to just hear this fully. Okay. Even if you if, if that was your stance that Kelsey did such and such to her. The way that he went about piling on a woman who everyone knows was shot was just wrong as a man. It was morally, it was something that integrity didn't fit well with me. And that, that was always my, my, my thing with it. I always, I never thought that Kelsey shot because it just never made sense to me. It never made sense to me that a woman who's been somebody's best friend decided to argue over a night who's never been a street person and just decide that she's gonna shoot and kill her best friend or attempt to shoot her over an argument. It just never made sense to me. You know, it never made sense to me that a woman who was shot didn't know who the person was that shot her. Like I've never heard a person say, that person shot me and that person didn't shoot me. That And when they knew the person that shot her. I also knew that I've never seen a victim get shot go to court and say that person shot me and the person beat the case. It's just those things I've never seen done, right? So from the beginning, just watching how this whole thing was played out, you know, I don't wish jail on anybody. I don't, but I, I think as men, as black, especially as black men, especially in the hip hop community, we got to start holding ourselves more accountable for shit. We got to be, we have to actually man up. It's certain shit we just can't be okay with. I can't call myself a G and all of this shit, and I'm co-signing that a nigga shot a girl for any reason. I, I just can't, and, and there's a lot of dudes that I've seen do it, that I had levels of respect for, and it's just like, for me, you know, to continue to put out any type of energy, other than what 50 said, when 50 said, yo, I apologize. As a man, he said, damn, you know, at first I thought this, and I seen her line about this, but when I heard him on the tape, talk, oh, I know what this is. You know, and I had to apologize as a man for the jokes and all the shit. I mean, and I think, I think, you know, at some point, Tory's gonna have to live with a level of honor, some level of integrity, and just be like, I'm, I'm, and I don't want a man. I understand he fighting for his freedom, and they're gonna do what he got to do. You know, these lawyers are just basically utilizing and taking his money. Because, oh, because that's what the lady was doing. She was writing. That's, what, that's what's going on. What's going on is I, I, I've been incarcerated. And I know what ineffective assistance accounts. Ineffective assistance counsel is not that you have a bad strategy, right? Ineffective assistance counsel means that you didn't object 
to certain shit that was supposed to be objected to. You didn't present certain evidence that you were supposed to, not because your strategy failed, your, your lawyer was a bad lawyer, ineffective. It's bad lawyers everywhere, right? So he's fighting what he has to fight. And these lawyers know that there's really nothing they could do, but he's holding on to anything. So they, they draining him for the little bit of money he has. You know, from the beginning, what I told that man to do, you know, when we had our, yo, I don't know what's going on, but I just know the way you're going about this ain't right. As a man, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't wish any harm on that man, you know, and he's going to continue to fight. They're going to fight. They're going to say whatever they have to do. And a man wants his freedom back. But I think at some point, not only just Tory, you know, but I think the industry in general, the way that we deal with accountability as men and, and, and doing shit that's just foul and just wrong. Like everybody was so like, I, I was, I love the fact that people weren't okay with, with why, what's his name? KSO Cyrus, whatever his why? name. Why cares? Poor baby, he's just a baby. Yeah, but I'm saying, but I love the fact that people was like, "Yo, that's some bullshit you did. Yeah. We're gonna hold you accountable." That's that's some that's some sucker shit. You know what I'm saying? But I don't understand why we're not saying it's some sucker shit that a nigga shot a woman yeah. and continue and we continue to go back and forth and try to make the man shot the woman. This is what the court said. Like we 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 stop playing this game. We're not gonna keep playing a game. We know what happened. You see, we literally watched all of this. We see what Kelsey got a whole statement out. You know what I'm saying? You see, we know what happened in that. Any street nigga knows real street. Let's stop sitting here playing this game. You know what I hope is that Tory is is dealing with. You know, maybe he's getting some religion in there. He's getting in faith. Whatever he needs to do, so when he comes home, that he start carrying himself different. You know what I'm saying? As a man, we just gotta yeah, be. He's got to start moving better as men. And, you know, and I'm talking about myself as general. Like, we just can't peacefully coexist with sucker shit that we know is sucker shit. But at some I, point, I it's feel, like, let it go. Let I, the sucker shit go. I feel like, I feel like in this particular situation, the approach and the reason why the first thing I mentioned was them trying to go after the judge. To me, and I'm, and again, like you said, fight with whatever you have. It wasn't a good strategy because you didn't really have a true claim of anything about this judge being um, uh, 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 biased or whatever they were trying to use. You didn't really have a true claim for that. And so now what you have done is made the judge feel nothing for you. Nothing. Like now you put Everything. the judge... You put the judge, you put the judge in question to the point where even though nothing has happened, the appeals board or whomever, they are not going to look at it. Nobody's doing, not the appeal, excuse me, whatever board gets to review the issues with judges, they haven't found misconduct on behalf of the judge, right? So now the judge even though he doesn't have any like, you know, bad mark on his report card, it's still something in his file that says someone tried. So he still has a stain in terms of when you look at it, you will at least see that someone else accused him of this in the past. Mm -hmm. Whether or not they were successful, the accusation is there. So now human instinct is that instead of you being like judge, 
please don't, you know, like he said at first, you know, please don't ruin my life or whatever, whatever, all of that stuff, cool. But now you put the man's credibility in jeopardy and then you think that he's not going to, I'm not saying that that judge is going, because I really honestly don't think that judge is going to be all super hard-handed. I think he's just going to give whatever he already was going to give from when he first knew this young man is going to get convicted. Still, why would you put a musician to where where he, now he can? Now um, he can. He even says, he even says, because another thing, and this is what I can't stand about social media. Oh, it's, it's not social media. It's not social media. It's people that don't read. Because if you read the documents and the report, instead of going to make a comment so fast, you will find that the reason why the records are public, because people were like, oh, this is misconduct. It's this and that. Read. It says in the first few lines that the way that this information came forward is because Tory agreed to it in order to release records that shows ineffective counsel. So he had to prove that the that the the lawyer knew about you know um, Kelsey's statements that she might have had something to do with the bribe and that the lawyer was going to help to um, to to brief the new mm -hmm. lawyer. They had to show all of that, so they had to make these documents available. The judge, despite everything else that's going on, all the ways that the judge may feel, says to Tory in court. You sure you want to do this? You sure you want to open these documents? Because there are things in the, the judge tells him, there are things in the documents that's not so favorable. And there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this. So are you sure you want to do it? Tori asks him, can you repeat that again so he can understand? The man repeats it. He speaks to his lawyer. His lawyer's probably like, bro, we already told you. We ain't got a lot to work. It's all we got. We're going to just need you to keep paying, dropping that money, man. It's, it's really just sad, you know, and I pray for him. Because like I say, I say all the time, I don't wish jail on nobody. I don't want the man in jail. I wish the man would have never even, my thing is the reason why we keep saying all of this is because narcissism and other things that people suffer from, and we all have parts of it, our egos, we all suffer from it put him in a situation where he didn't understand the severity of it. He thought that he could just, because she was sleeping with him and it was a friend, you know, she, he was first with the friend. He knew all of the things, the little in, inner quiet details that we may not, that may not, you know, we may not even know, but we know enough to know that Meg wasn't in the best situation. And I'm, I don't, I'm talking about her own choices put her in a funky situation with a friend and a dude and a this and she was you know low in the night with a bathing suit on somewhere she was this and it was fighting and arguing and then all of it wasn't good for her and he knew that so he tried to pray on it play and I'm using pray for a reason on that and thought that he could just go and walk in there and do whatever he wanted to do instead of from day one just being humble about all of it so it could have because she didn't even want the situation to end up where it is and then beyond that I believe that if he would have made the right calls to the right people and had the right attitude they would have tried to figure out a way to make the situation go away 
or for him to do a little bit of whatever time because obvious, well, I'm not going to say obviously, but I don't believe that the man was dead trying to shoot at her. I think he was, again, going with this ego thing and the type of personality shooting at the ground and the bullets ricocheted, little fragments ricocheted, ricocheted into her feet. And I think somebody actually might have like been okay, like not saying they would have been okay with it, but they kind of would have been like, all right, you know that was stupid, so we got to get some stuff for the gun and the shooting that and then the thing and all whatever but we're not gonna put you in jail for charges that have to do with the the like damn near almost about to kill somebody it's just it's just so fucked up and you right yes, it's, 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 it's an all fucked up situation man i just want this to be served as a um <laughs> learning learning experience to men especially black men in in this industry in the streets man we just have to be we have to not allow our emotions to supersede our intelligence. We can't allow our egos to supersede our intelligence. And you know, we gotta, we have to, we have to be a lot more conscious and be a lot and deal with a lot more integrity and not allow people or anything to push you to the next level. I was having this conversation with my nephew yesterday. I was like, anytime that somebody does something that can control your actions and they control you, right? If they know they can say or do something to make you do something, then they actually in control. You don't have the control. I don't care how tough you think you are. If this person can say, yo, boom, and they know you're going to do something, then they can put you in a trick bag anytime. You can never allow anybody to dictate your actions. Yeah, we. that's something for all of us to learn because that's a deep lesson. And I have to learn it because I get too. It is. It, I mean, it's, it's not easy. Self-mastery is, I think that's what we have to seek you know, as, as we grow older, self-mastery, you know, every day I find myself growing and, and certain shit that I used to ready to kill and die about and this and that. It's like, I don't even care about that shit no more. Like, like yeah. what you can, I don't even, your mother, remember we used to, your mother, your, if somebody said your mother, you was ready to die about that. You ready to do everything. I don't care. You don't even know what, what could you say? What does that do? Right. right. The things that we hold value to that we've given some level of, you know, value in, in levels of superiority in our life don't even matter, you know? And once you start, when you have self-mastery, that's, that's why you see the most successful people are calm, right? They just relax. They don't overreact. They don't, they, they don't, their emotions come out when it's, it's, it's strategic. You know, when they want to inflict emotion on you, when they want you to feel something, they, they bring those emotions up, but they don't allow anything in the circumstances around them to dictate their emotions. They even kill, they thinking. It's, it's it's always thought processes. You know, and I said I want us, our young men, you know, when we talk about violence in our communities, that's what it is. It's emotion. It's, it's us not being emotionally intelligent, man. So that's all I want, man. Let's let's deal with emotional intelligence. So that you know, that brings me to um my I don't get it. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open air zoo when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue with its powerful DC turbo engine. Well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. 
Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. I posted something on Instagram. There was an officer who, you know, smacked a young man. And um, he's, it seems like he's in the process room and the officer just smacks him in the face. They had just smacked him in the face. Okay. He smacks him, throws him around, then they come jump on him. And, and, and it was just a, it was, it's just very volatile situation. And I was like, you know, this is the people that's supposed to protect and serve us. And they believe that you could just put your hands on a civilian in this manner. And it's just okay. And it's just not. Been so, doing huh? Been doing it. No, they have, right? And I was listening to people. A lot of people in my comments kind of confused me. And people was like, yeah, you know, it was his attitude. and He needed to be humbled. Now, mind you, mind you, there's no 
audio, right? This is literally just <laughs> video. So all they see the man do is pull his pants up. The officer says to them, there's some level of dialogue, but all I, I didn't see the man put his hands up. I didn't even see him getting in a fighting stance. Like most, more than likely when you're inside those state, they take your belt off. So yeah. you don't have a belt. He's pulling his pants up. I didn't see one leg go before the other, the, the other one to the back. Cause I know when you, when you pull your pants up and you get in a fighting stance, you get one foot is in front, one is in back. He didn't move in that manner. He just pulled his pants up. I don't know what he was saying. When he was smacked, he he was so taken off guard by the smack that I don't even understand how people made an assessment that this man was arrogant or saying something that was wrong, right? But my I, it, it, no, but that that we gonna get there. But the fact that people don't understand that, and I'm okay with there needs to be level of humbling, right? Because if me and my son get into a thing and my son jumps up in my face, I'm going to whoop his ass. But I'm going to let him, he can fight me back. I'm going to show, if I'm trying to humble you, right? If I'm trying to show you that there's a difference between me and you and you're a kid and I'm a man, it's because I'm showing you that I can whip your ass. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to whip my ass back. You can't humble somebody when the, the, the playing field ain't level. Right, because you're just a punk. It's like if you tie my hands behind my back and you beating me, you're not teaching me a lesson. You're not making me feel like I need to be humble. No, you're showing me that I'm at a disadvantage and that you need an advantage over me to impose your will over me. It doesn't humble me. It makes me more angry, right? It makes me that much more of a, a, a um, violent person. I was having this conversation yesterday well, I got my kids at, at um, boxing. Shout out to my man Gabe over there at Surviving 41. And we was talking about the younger child, right? And we was talking about how it always seems like the younger child is more aggressive than the older children. And it's because the younger child has been picked on. The older child has always imposed their will on the younger child. So they have a level of animosity and anger that they 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 put out more than a, the older child ain't getting picked on. The older child is always imposing his will on the smaller one, the younger one. So the younger one always feel like he got to fight. Kesson always feel like he got to fight for his life. Man. Cameron is never coming in here like crying and mad. Kesson is like, leave me alone. He's fighting. He's angry. And it comes because his older brother feels like he can pose his will on him. So he's not teaching him a lesson. You're just making him more aggressive. And as they grow, you can tell that they're more aggressive than you are. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what happens in these situations with the police. When the police ain't take, if you want to prove a lesson, take your badge off, put your shit to the side, and take me in the room and whip my ass like a man. I'm going to have a level of respect for you. But I'm not going to respect you. You're not teaching me no lesson by you imposing the will and you utilizing, if I swing back, now I got charges. I just yeah. think you're a punk. Yeah. That's all I think. It's, there's no there's no respect drawn. There's no nothing that's being taught. So I'm completely, I'm first of all, I'm taken back by that. And I'm and I'm completely taken back why people don't understand the reality of an officer who is paid to protect and serve, who's been trained, who who's supposed to go 
beyond the low, who's supposed to have a level of de-escalation, a level of, you know, um, humility, a level of something that the average civilian doesn't have. Mm -hmm. So if you if you lower yourself to the civilian, why the fuck are we paying you? Why are we paying but you? Again, it, it, but again, but the point is this this is it's it's a deeper point. It's actually illegal. That exactly it's illegal. It is you are not supposed to respond to somebody's talking. So if he said to you, man, fuck you, SMD, such and such, such, you're supposed to be like, that's why you're going to jail. Don't worry about it, sir. Put yourself over here. Get your, your things, your fingerprints taken. The only time you can physically react is if the person tries to attack you or makes you feel like your life is in danger. That's it. So slapping somebody and all of that is not the job. The job does not have that in the description. Really? In fact, there are laws that are to suggest the opposite. Yeah. Because you are the employee. Yes. And you are the authoritarian to where you're supposed to show a level of restraint that the other person doesn't. You're supposed to have a level of understanding that the person that you're arresting doesn't. That's why we give you guns and that's why they give you things because they, they believe that you are of sound mind and you have a, a temperament that, that makes you qualified. Right. You know, so, but, you know, this is the world we live in. We can go on and on about other topics. You know, I wanted to talk about something else, but, you know. What I didn't listen. No, I wanted to talk. I wanted to oh, talk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't do it, so yeah, I didn't do it. So I'm gonna leave it alone, you know. But shout out! I want to shout out to the good Bishop T D Jakes, man, because he <laughs> said he said women need to stop trying to tell men how to be fathers, because they ain't never been one, and we ain't telling y'all how to be mothers. So mm -hmm. on That's that second part is not true, but okay, it's not true. No, I think I think. Yeah, because father, there are men who women or mansplain to women what they're supposed to do from motherhood to this to that. And the third, I was just telling you yesterday about how a man is accusing um, a, a woman of all the problems that's happening with her children for what she shouldn't have done and where she shouldn't have gone and what she shouldn't have done. So people do it to everybody. But I agree with you that women shouldn't tell men how to be fathers. So we'll have that discussion on a later date. But um, once again, shout out to our fans, everybody who tunes in to Street Politicians. We appreciate you. Follow us on Ask Street Politician Pod on Instagram. DM us. Give us your thoughts. Give us your ideas. Tell how much you love us. Tell us much how much you hate us. We, we just want all the feedback we can get. The number one podcast in the world, Street Politicians. We appreciate y'all. Once again, I'm not going to always be right. Tamika D. Mallory is not going to always be wrong. We will both always, always, and I mean always, be authentic. Peace. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. That's how we own it! Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. 
That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 